Welcome back to Pay the Juice. I'm Ryan Palmieri. With me as always, Tony Negrelli and Dante Giordano, also known as Daniel Gatorpix. You can get him on Instagram. So you can catch our recap show covering week four. Uh, I believe it came out Tuesday night. So you can catch that. We recap the games, our records, everything else. Just to, in case you missed it, I'm sitting at 15 and 14. Dante's at 13 and 16. Tony's at 17 and 12 through week four. So going into week five, the games just keep getting better. I'm getting into more conference play. Kind of starting to figure everybody out. So going right into it, we'll start. Uh, Tony, we'll start with you. Penn State versus Maryland. Penn State's minus six and a half. Yeah, really nice game right here in College Park in Maryland. This is a Friday night game. Both teams underperformed in their, in their last games. They're actually both up a bye as well. Maryland lost outright to Temple, and Penn State barely survived getting by Pitt. So coming off a bye, I think both should be a little more well-rested, and, and they should do a little more on, uh, on offense this time. I believe it was 17-10 in the Penn State pick game, and the Temple game was 20-17, Temple beating Maryland. Both those defenses are, are pretty good in, in Pitt and Temple. But here, I really don't know how good Maryland's defense is. I don't really know how good Maryland is either. Journey Brown's questionable with, with a knee for Penn State, so kind of keep your eye on that. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not yet. I haven't, haven't heard anything in the news or anything. It's only Tuesday. And then, I mean, Josh Jackson and, and, and Clifford are both the quarterbacks. I'm leaning still more Jackson. He's been around the block a, a bit. He's had some nice games this year. I mean, Clifford's had some nice games, that, granted, against who, who they've played. Not the best competition, some of those. I don't know here. Not super confident. I'm kind of playing on a little bit of home field here Friday night, catching a nice number at six and a half, maybe by half a point up to seven or seven and a half. And I, I'm going to take the Terps uh, at home. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Um, but I have a little bit different feeling about this game. I'm a little bit more confident. And uh, I've been around the block a few times too, been doing this for a little while. And I see this as a classic trap game. And uh, it's time to trap the trappers because uh, Maryland getting six and a half at home. These Friday night games are always strange. You're always getting, I mean, you had the weird upset last week with USC uh, beating Utah. There's always something strange that seems to go on um, in these later of the week games, not a complete Saturday game. It's uh, something that we didn't know was this is Penn State's first road game. All right. You noticed, uh, you noted that Brown was questionable. I think that's a big, one of their big pieces. Um, Maryland's a different team at home. They went to Temple. Uh, didn't look great, you know, had a lot of issues. But McFarland is a beast. He's an absolute tank, and I think he can be a difference maker in this game. Uh, the place is going to be rocking on a Friday night. I think plus six and a half is just uh, something uh, too big of a number in this one. I don't know if Maryland pulls it off upright, but I think six and a half they definitely can stay within. Yeah, I'm actually going against you guys on this one. I'm going with Penn State, and the reason I like Penn State is Penn State's a really young team. They're a bunch of sophomores right now. They're only going to keep getting better, and I just don't know how good Maryland is. Yeah, I know they just boat race Syracuse, and that was an impressive one, and everything what we thought it was an impressive one. Turns out Syracuse isn't what anybody thought. Tommy DeVito, not what anybody thought. They can point to the Western Michigan game when he had a good game there, but again, come on, it's Western Michigan. It's a glorified high school team. I do like Maryland. I think they're moving in the right direction, but I'm not ready. I'm not totally sold to kind of jump on board with it yet. I think Penn State is just its a bigger program. They're more established I don't know. I think UB is a good team too. UB just beat Temple and Penn State beat them by, I was, I think it was 45, 17. So I'm on Penn State this week, minus six and a half. I'm not crazy about the line. I'm not super confident in the pick. because I could see Maryland, you know, 
doing getting a little squirrely and pulling upset, but I'm going Penn State minus six and a half. Next one we got Arizona State versus Cal. Cal sitting at minus four and a half. Now this game, I'm, I'm a lot more, more confident in this one here. Cal's at home had a really, really gutsy, gritty win on the road in Oxford down in Ole Miss. I didn't think that was going to happen. Kind of controversy at the end there. Still got it done. Managed to you know beat Ole Miss. Now here, Arizona State, they lost to Colorado last week. I kind of saw that one coming. I, I called that one. I, I watched the whole Arizona State game against Michigan State. I saw them play most of this game against Colorado. Um, I, I'm not a huge believer in the Sun Devils yet still. Going on the road now to play Cal. Cal's got a great defense. Wilcox has got some real gamers over there. Evan Weaver, he had 22 tackles last week. The week before against Washington, he was the National Defensive Player of the, of the Week. Cal's the last undefeated team here in the Pac-12. Four and a half at home. I think they win by, you know, 10 to, 10 to 14 points. Chase Garber, their quarterback, too. Last week he threw for, for 350 and, and four touchdowns. So they can score a little bit. I'm taking the Bears minus four and a half. Yeah, we're uh, looking at thinking now that Cal might be the real deal. I mean, they go, they, they were able to beat Washington in that very strange rain delay game. You know, people looking at that as a crazy upset, but now Cal's looking like they're a team that can make some noise here. Um, you mentioned that, that big win going on the road to Ole Miss. Uh, it's a lot of travel for these college kids. Uh, and then to come up the, the way they did, their defense is looking just fantastic right now. I think scoring is going to be rare in this one. Um, but I, I can't go against Cal right now. The way they look, I want no part of Arizona State. They had that crazy win against Michigan State. Um, like you said, they had that uh, upset or whatever that was last week against um, when they were in Colorado there. But uh, so I think Cal at home take care of a bit. Uh, Take care of business, and um, they sneak out a cover here. I think the win will be all right, though, pretty much the whole way. See, this is a game I'm actually not confident in. I like Cal. I think they got a real legit defense. I think I'm kind of worried about. They did have to travel pretty much not to the East Coast, but pretty close, going to Ole Miss, and then had to fly all the way back to play Arizona State. I like Jaden Daniels at Arizona State. I think Arizona State also has a really good defense. I know Colorado kind of put up, I think, 34 on them. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Arizona State either. It's just one of those teams that you know they go win like a 14-10 or 14-7 or whatever it was against Michigan State, and then they go lose a 34-31 to Colorado. It's been kind of a weird year in college football, more so for the middle of the pack. I think Cal gets it done though. They're at home. The minus four and a half. Yeah, not crazy about it. I think it's going to be a low-scoring, tighter game. Um, I think Cal's legit, though. Like you guys were saying, I'm I'm in. Next one, NC State versus Florida State. Battle for the middle of the ACC. Florida yeah, State yeah, I'll tell is you what, six. Not not a game that I'm really loving to watch and turn the, turn the TV on. I don't know what time it's at. If there's any other game on at noon or 3.30, probably check me into that one. NC State screwed me previously. I think they played, what was it, West Virginia Rye, and they were. Yeah. Yeah, screwed me there. So, you know what? Let's take them again, right? I'm taking them plus six. Uh, I can't buy into Florida State and what's going on there. NC State's just as much of a mediocre joke. Two two very, very average ACC teams here. Give me the points. I don't know. Wolfpack plus six. Lock it, book it, play it. Well, as everybody knows, I'm a Florida State fan, and I'm not a fan of Taggart. Uh, but what's going on in Florida State, you know, 
their offense is so disgusting. They're the worst coached and managed team out there. It, it seems I, I get these texts. These people text me because I'm probably one of the only Florida State fans that people know of. And I get these people that are all disgruntled that they bet on Florida State, they lose money, and then they text me like I was part of it. And that's how it works, though. You know, like the Taggart, they're undisciplined. Uh, their offense is compl- so inconsistent. But I have to defend them a little bit, as in they they had Virginia beat in Virginia, and it turns out that Virginia's not that bad. Uh, they had Boise State beat. They end up losing that one first game of the year. It turns out Boise State's not that bad. Okay, NC State, I don't think they're anything special. Florida State, I don't think they're anything special. But looks like Horny Brooks going to go. He's going to get the nod at QB with uh, Blackman out. I think that might even be an upgrade, even though he's nothing special. But I'll tell you what, Cam Akers is the real deal. He sealed the game last week. Uh, he's future NFL talent. And I got to stick with my boys here and go Florida State minus the six at home. Wasn't Hornibrook supposed to start last week and end up going with Blackman? He That's ended up, yeah, they, Blackman started and then he got knocked out. Hornibrook ended up going in. They were up 21-0. Next thing you know, I, I'm getting updates, and they're down 24-21. They ended up pulling away um, and covering, actually, too. But it, they're just the inconsistency on offense is, is brutal. I also read a note. Isn't there a player who was just lost for the year? I'm not sure what his name oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're losing defensive guys, these these studs left and right. I mean, it's just kind really of a mess. Studs? No, no, they, there's some talent there. It's just a matter of putting it together. I think just the poorly coached part of it is really killing them right now. Can't wait to see Tagger gone. But uh, this is a game, I mean, I wouldn't go to the window with this, but for the, for the sake of the show, uh, I'm taking Florida State. Yeah, actually, uh, you touched on it, too. So, I think Florida State is a bad team. I think Taggart's on his way out. But I also, I think if you look at the teams that they've lost to, now the UL Monroe, there's really no excuse for that one. When you shouldn't be in going about to go to over. I think they did go to overtime. It was like a missed extra point is what got yeah. them to win. Yeah. Boise State's a good team, though. Louisville, I think, is better than most people think. Virginia's not a bad team. I think Florida State's okay. I think NC State's not okay. I don't know a ton about NC State. All I did see is um, lose me some money when they got destroyed by West Virginia, of all people, teams. So, yeah, I'm on Florida State as well. Um, kind of a side note, but how do you think Oregon fans are feeling right now? They end up with Cristobal. They could have Willie Taggart right now as their coach. <laughs> God, I, wish. Think I think they're just fine up there. That's what uh, I mean. Jimbo screwed this whole thing up. Listen, Jimbo's got his own problems. He went he to greener pastures. Left. He went to greener pastures. He thought so. A ton of money. He went it's to Texas' little brother. The they're just going to get beat up by the Longhorns, and they're going to be fifth in the SEC West, and they're going to be like, yeah, but we're in the SEC, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm on Florida State minus six. Uh, Washington State, Utah. Utah's minus five. Yeah, so this is a game I had Utah last week against USC. Kind of hurt me there. That was a Friday night game. Utah ended up losing. Moss ended up getting hurt relatively early in the game there. They were all sorts of jumbled up over there. I guess this USC team isn't that bad. I've been off them now for three, four weeks. I've only had negative stuff to say about the Trojans. They really aren't that bad of a team. I mean, geez, they're getting kicked around to their third, fourth quarterbacks, and they're still putting up numbers. And against a, a good Utah defense, that's pretty impressive, actually. But here, Washington State, 
geez, they lost to UCLA. They gave up 70 points. That's not going to happen in Utah, that's for sure. I think Whittingham gets the guys rallied around here. It's all right. You lost a conference game. It's not the end of the season here. You can still play for, for a conference title, and, and there's a lot of big games left to go. I like Utah minus five here. I think it could get a, a little ugly, too. If the defense really clamps down on them, I, I think they could win by 17 to 21 points. Uh, do we know if Moss's injury is going to carry over to this week or not? Is that any information about that yet? I haven't heard anything so far. Okay. I think he's a huge difference maker in this game. Uh, they were – Utah looked, like I said, classic traps. UCF, um, USC at home, they have a, a point where uh, there's a blocked field goal. They were off sides. Then the next field goal gets blocked. I've never seen two field goals get blocked back-to-back. That was strange. Uh, right before half, uh, first and goal on like the four-yard line, they cough it up. I mean, that's more points out the window. They end up losing to a third-string quarterback. Uh, USC, is uh, for me right now, is a complete stay-away team. I'm not betting for them. I'm not betting against them because they're all kinds of craziness over there. This Washington State team, like you said, gave up a, a crap ton of points. I mean, they're up at, what was it, 32-plus in the, in the third quarter to a UCLA team that had only scored like three touchdowns on the season, and they end up blowing that at home. I mean, that was – and the kid breaks Gardner Minshew's record. He throws nine touchdowns. I mean, that's just absurd to lose that game. I don't know how that happens. But um, Washington State, I think, can still score. And for that reason, I'm going to – I like them plus the five. And Utah without Moss or Moss questionable, I think, isn't the same team either. So I'll take Washington State plus the five. I love Mike Leach and I love that offense. But at the same time, I think Utah's got enough on defense to stop them. I don't think Washington State has anything on defense. I'm just going to keep it short and sweet for you. I like Utah minus five. I I don't think this Washington State team is very good. Losing to UCLA, that just – killed the season for me i can't like utah losing the usc it's not great it kind of hurts the pac-12 as a whole but usc still has some of those athletic freaks they can make things happen and even though the kid was a third stringer he was probably a four star in high school so it's not like you know it's not nathan peterman in the nfl coming out they're gonna throw four pick sixes usc good or not they got talent and they're actually starting to come around next might be a good team this year and surprise everybody uh washington state i think they're just i think they're on the way down so yeah i like uh, utah minus five uh, next one, Virginia versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame's minus 12 and a half. Really nice game here. Notre Dame coming off a pretty good performance down in Athens. They definitely surprised me a little bit. I, I didn't think they were going to keep it that close. Thought they played pretty good, actually. I like this Cavs team, though. I wasn't completely sold on them to begin with. I was like, oh, Virginia, they had just a basketball school. Got to kind of prove it to me. But they are. I mean, that, that defense is for real. They had a really nice win over, I mean, I mean, it is Florida State, but it, it was a nice one. I mean, that would be a, a year prior that Virginia, you know, is in the game and then they just blow it, you know, late to Florida State just because they're Florida State and they're a little better. That's not the case for this team, though. They're catching 12 and a half here. I like Bryce Perkins. It's a lot of points. It was at 11, like I heard earlier today. It might get up to 13, 13 and a half, 14. When you get some of those key numbers, I, I think that's a, that's a play all day and, and take it to the window as fast as you can if you can get those. Uh, Bronco Hill, he's really shifted kind of the culture down there in Charlottesville. I'm buying in as well. You know, they might not win on the field. I, I don't think they do. I think Notre Dame's <laughs> probably going to win this game. But I think Virginia can definitely either backdoor cover or keep it pretty close. And it's, it, it's been a nice game to watch. I'm taking Virginia plus 12 and a half. You know, Notre Dame showed up 
they had they were getting crapped on by everyone, including myself. And I have to admit, I was wrong. I uh, I was pretty impressed by Notre Dame actually, and I, I'm not a big fan of them, and I, I've never really supported them. But that was a pretty impressive showing down in Georgia. That place was on fire. I mean, that crowd and that environment was was popping, and for them to come out the way they did and really uh, they had a lead and they they did a couple things before half that. I thought they had a chance to pull the upset outright, but uh, no, they were pretty impressive, no doubt. But I think that took a lot out of them. I think that was a game they were definitely excited for. I think it was a game that they put everything they had into Um, Virginia. Now that's Virginia's game this week in Notre Dame. Now it's their turn to do what Notre Dame just did in Georgia. Virginia's not bad either. Legit defense and same type of thing. Now, now everyone's thinking, all right, Notre Dame just did that. They're going to crush Virginia. Who's Virginia? So I think the plus 12 and a half, I think Notre Dame wins this game. I think they have uh, a nice season in line, a, a nice bowl game in line if they can win out here. Um, but Virginia plus 12 and a half, I think, is just too much uh, coming into the same spot that Notre Dame kind of went into last week. So I'll take Virginia. Yeah, I'm just going to bask in how wrong everybody was because I took Notre Dame last week. It took a little prodding and poking, but I took Notre Dame last week. <laughs> so I'm actually going to go a little bit more in-depth just because being you know a Notre Dame fan and all. This line, it's already moved from 11 to 12 and a half. Notre Dame's coming off a huge emotional last-minute loss. Virginia's a solid team. I'm not saying Notre, Notre Dame could be an upset alert. I don't see Notre Dame losing this game. Virginia... People are going to overlook because Virginia has been bad forever. Rice Perkins is a solid quarterback. Virginia quietly actually has a really good defense, and they have one of the best cornerbacks in the country. Uh, Bryce Hall, I believe his name is. So Virginia could actually run with Notre Dame, and this is going to be pretty much their Super Bowl because unless they're going to play Clemson in the ACC championship, I don't I don't know what other game you really get up for, Boston College or something. I don't know. So Virginia's a talented, talented team. However, we saw in the Georgia game, Cole Komet, the tight end for Notre Dame, that was his first game back, and he was a problem. Nobody could stop him. Now Notre Dame also has Michael Young coming back. That is their number two receiver. While they can move Chris Fink back to the slot, he's kind of their fifth-year senior. He was a little bit of a gadgety do-it-all type for him. That's his natural position. Michael Young, Cole Komet, they're going to make the offense even better than they already were. This is a Notre Dame team. They had a players-only meeting, a captains-only meeting after the game. They're on the right track. They're going to stay focused. They know they have to win every game from here out to make the playoff. But 12 and a half is a lot of points following that Georgia game. Now, I'm taking Virginia with the points, but I'm going to sit on it. That line's going to move a little bit more because people are starting to come around there. Okay, actually, Notre Dame's pretty good. A lot of money's going to come in on Notre Dame. I would sit on it till later in the week and get that up to about 13 and a half points, get it to 14 points before I'm jumping on it. I don't know how confident I am in locking this up, but I do like Virginia minus, if I can get it to like minus 14. Plus, you mean? Sorry, yeah, Virginia plus 14. Um, uh, next one we got, USC versus Washington. Washington's minus 10. As Dante was saying earlier, with USC, they're just a complete stay away from me. Don't bet them, don't, don't fade them. I don't know here. I, do, do we see a good USC team? I mean, they're relatively young they're going on the road i think to washington washington just showed up and annihilated hawaii after that loss to cal 
took care of business against BYU. Now they get USC coming into town. I think they got a really good defense. I think they're a really good team over there. I mean, they, they got Jacob Easton, for, for Christ's sake. Jeez, he's a you know, potential top 10 college quarterback this year, I think. I don't know. Minus 10, it's a decent number. It was at 9.5. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning Washington here with the points. I think that's more of a sharper play. I think everyone's seeing USC now. Okay, they can score. They beat Utah. They beat Stanford. They put up a lot of points here and there. But this is a game, you know, might kind of put them back into check. I think it's a sharper play, Washington minus 10 at home. Yeah, Washington is a team that plays very well at home. Uh, They always seem to show. They always seem each year have one of those losses that doesn't make sense at the time. Uh, being the Cal game this year, but then they seem to always come back strong and uh, blow their next couple of opponents out. But USC, uh, they show they can take out top talent after kind of stumbling early on. Um, strange, strange team. I think 10 is kind of steep. I like it a little bit more at nine and a half. Um, but I, I think I'm going to stay with Washington here. I think maybe a late touchdown pushes this one over. I don't really want USC. I don't think they're, I don't think, I don't want a dog that doesn't really have a chance to win the game, which I don't think they're going to really be in the game. So I think a late touchdown uh, gets Washington to cover in this one, minus the 10. Yeah, I'm on the other side. I'm on USC. Um, <clears throat> I just, like I've mentioned for a couple of weeks now, I think USC, they just got some athletic freaks out there. I'm kind of actually not, I was real high on Washington coming into the year. I don't like him as much as I originally did. Why is that Wait, wait, wait. Why is that, though? Point to the impressive Washington win. I thought they played really good against BYU here this past week. But that's why, like, with BYU, because you were out, you know, doing whatever last week, you missed it. What's BYU? We look and we're like, okay, they've got a bunch of impressive wins. We don't know how good Tennessee is. We don't know if Tennessee's even good at all. They don't look very good. So that's a big win for BYU. Not a big win in the national stage. Now, USC, I don't really know what to make of them because, again, they lose to BYU, but then they beat Utah, and Clay Helton's coaching with a chip on his shoulder, and then Washington. So, okay, they got the BYU win, but then they lose to Cal. Now, what do you make about Cal? Well, the one thing, I I, I think Cal is pretty good. They, they, they've shown that, you know, for four weeks now here. But also, that, that Cal game is tossed out, out the window, though. That, the game kicked off at 12 o'clock Pacific time. It, it was a rain delay for seven hours. Like, come on. I don't know. I don't think you could toss it out the window. I think Cal's a good team. I'm just saying I'm not as sold on Washington as I originally was. If anything, shouldn't Washington have the home field advantage there when it's midnight and they have to go stay there while Cal is sitting in the visitor locker room? I mean, I guess. So. I mean, the home field, there was, there was no one watching the game. Everyone was home Nobody's ever the watching the game in the Pac-12. Oh, it's I a- am coming back from the bar. It's, whew. I it love is a, a nice Pac-12 game. <laughs> it is a ghost town in the Pac-12. Nobody <laughs> stayed up for Pac-12 after dark. They could move the games to 9 a.m. Nobody's gonna watch them. I'm not. Maybe not you. Them. Yeah. Okay, you got me. I guess I'll be the only <laughs> one not tuning in to Cal Stanford. The uh, I'm just. I don't know. I like Jacob Eason a lot. And I like Chris Peterson a lot. I just I'm not totally sold on Washington, and I think Clay Helton's coaching for his job here because. Urban Meyer is just looming over his shoulder, waiting for that job to come open. I don't care what the president of USC said. That's that's Urban Meyer's job. I don't know if Florida State's going to beat him to him, 
but I think Clay Helton's coaching for his job, and I think he just kind of, I think he's finding a little bit of magic here, and he's getting everything he can out of this team. I like Graham Harrell as the OC, and I like the points. I think 10's a lot of points. Uh, I know, I think if it started going anything lower than 10, I'd probably be off of it, but I just think you're giving a lot of points to a USC team, and Washington has to prove it for me, so I'm going USC plus 10. Moving over to the Big 12, Kansas State versus Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is minus five. Really, really nice game right here. Kansas State's getting five on the road. Really, really impressed with their road when they had a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> I believe it was it was Mississippi State. If, if I'm for for certain there, I think they were they were eight point dogs. They actually, won out right there as well. Oklahoma State, you know, they played their tails up like I thought they would. I mean, they end up covering for Texas, which was good for me in the show last week. But they played hard. They're good. That I like that freshman quarterback. Their running back's great. Their receiver's great. I like Gundy and stuff. But I think I'm I'm, I'm liking Chris Kleiman a, a little more right now. I'm really buying what he's doing there. You know, they're, they're a tough, gritty team. They're disciplined. They're, they're a tough football team, just like his North Dakota State teams were. The Cowboys, you know, emptied the tank over there in Austin. Thought they could pull another one off against Tom Herman there, which I, I, think, I think it was like, they even won since 08 against them at home, which was just a crazy stat to me. But I'm liking Kansas State here. Plus five, I think they can win. I think they're off a bye week, too. Not a great number. You know, I'm not sure if it's going to go up or down. I, I really haven't taken too much uh, thought into this line, if, if it's moved at all. But I, 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 I'm going with the Wildcats, plus five here. I... Think this is one of those games. Now, earlier I said that Notre Dame spent a lot of energy in Georgia. Um, they really gave them their best effort. Oklahoma State. You would think I'd be on the same type of thought process for this game, but this is a game. Oklahoma State. They are good. It's not just them. I think they're a good team, and at home they put up points. I think the reason why I don't like Kansas State in this one is that they have a number next to their name, and a lot of people see that number as a ranked team. And say, oh, plus five, that they they can go in there and oh, just because the numbers next to their name means that they're the better team, and I don't agree with that. And I think Gundy um, regroups a little bit. Uh, they gave Texas all they could handle, and I think Oklahoma State uh, shows once again how good they are and uh, what kind of offense they they can provide out there. So I five. Uh, I think it's a tight game, no doubt. I don't think it's a blow up by any means, but I think. Oklahoma State uh, wins by a touchdown at least in this one. I'm on Kansas State. I'm not, I'm not crazy about it because I love Oklahoma State. I think they're so much fun to watch. they got so many playmakers. And Chubba Hubbard is like one of the best names I've heard in college football in a while. That's awesome. But Kansas State, I'll tell you, Chris Kleiman, that was a hire. That was a guy. He fits perfectly in. And I think he just kind of refreshed the whole program. He's a good coach. They play solid defense. They eat the clock. They move the chains. They're just like tough. Every- there's oh. this blue-collar top out there in it's Manhattan. I love it. It's gritty. And I think – I'm not saying they're going to win, but I do think they can kind of just wear you down. And just like you see with Mississippi State, Skylar Thompson, I like him at QB for Kansas State. And as much as I like Spencer Sanders and Chubba Hubbard and Tylen Wallace, I, I got to go with Kansas State here. I'm probably going to end up eating those words as Mike Gundy puts up a billion points on them. But <laughs> – I like Kansas State in the points minus or plus five there. Where's old man Snyder? I miss that guy. Is he still breathing? He's in the retirement home. (laughs) 
Is he yeah, six feet be... above ground or underground? <laughs> he's, he's, he's hanging in there. All right, uh, good. He's teetering right now. <laughs> he's, he's living on borrowed time, I think. <laughs> well, I hope Snyder has a nice hot dog and enjoys a nice Kansas State victory this weekend. Oh, man, from his, from his wheelchair at the nursing home. Oh, grab, grab some popcorn there, Snyder. <laughs> All 40 Kansas State fans are going to riot when they hear you slandering Bill Snyder. <laughs> no, it, no, I like him. I like, I like Billy. I wish he was slander. up in the box, though. Billy, you guys are close friends? I didn't know you guys knew each other like that. <laughs> All right. Next one we got here, Iowa State-Baylor. Iowa State's minus three. This is a game I've been looking forward to since the start of the year. I've been high on both Iowa State and Baylor. Now it's kind of, you know, I have to figure out which side I'm going to play here. Baylor at home, they're getting some points. I love a home dog getting points, especially in a situation like this. Both teams, it, it, it's a big game for them here. Baylor hasn't played anybody yet. I understand that. I like Charlie Brewer. I like what Coach Rule's got going on over there uh, with Baylor. I mean, he, it, was a, it was a dumpster fire after all the, you know, sexual assault cases and stuff. And he went to a place where no one else wanted to go. Went there, took a little bit of time, but it's starting to pay off. You know, he's, he's seen some of the fruition. And, and, and I mean, they're, they're, they're a solid team. Kind of what, what, I mean, they're not back to the point where they were when they had RG3 and such, but they're, you know, they're at least respectable again, and, and they're, they're not a walk and, and, a, and a pushover like Kansas has been. I like, I like Baylor plus three. I, I think they win this game too. Uh, Baylor's, a, you know, okay defense. I, I, think, I don't think they've given up 200 yards through the air yet. Iowa State's not going to beat them through the air. Iowa State's got a pretty good offensive line. They're probably going to run the ball a little bit. That's all right. I think Baylor's the, 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 either the first or second best team in the Big 12 converting third downs. I think they converted a couple key ones late, and you know, and, and, and they either win or they cover. I, I like Baylor plus three, though. Uh, this one might be a, one that I go for a run and then take a shower afterwards. I have absolutely no interest in this game. I think it's going to be a snooze fest, and I oh, just... that, you, you're you're so wrong. You're so uh, off with this. This one, I might take a. I, I'm not. I don't even like doing this, but I might take a nap during this one. I just, whew, I, I don't know if I even want this in my rotation. I have two TVs going with all the games and everything. I don't know if I want to watch this one. I'm but, gonna hang uh, up right now. This, this is a great game. You have no idea. You have no idea. These teams are. I I kind of have liked Iowa State. Uh, Baylor hasn't been relevant since they had that Okafor kid at the coin toss, and everyone took a picture of him. His uh, name was Sean Oakman, I believe. Yeah, and yeah. not not a Mecca Okafor case. Not the UConn basketball he, team. He he looked good in in the coin toss, but other than that, I don't know if he yeah. even played in the game. Wait, did he wait, get in? Did you just say you liked his crop top on him pretty much? That's well, basically yeah, what you said. He, he, every person was taking a picture of him, bragging about how big he was. But other than that, I don't. I think Michigan State beat him in that game. There was they a crazy awesome. comeback. That the was. Not, I hate to say it. The kicker got jacked up. Everyone was going wild about that. I remember it. we watched it at your house. I think. But uh, th- yeah, this is one. Uh, that was the last Baylor game I've watched, and I don't plan on watching this one either. But I'll take him plus three. So, in the last five minutes, you've attacked Bill Snyder, Naps, <laughs> in the Big 12. <laughs> this is why you're going two and six. Fade this man. This is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be enjoyable. I love the Big 12. I don't care if it's West Virginia, Kansas, or it's Oklahoma, Texas. It's entertaining. I love the Big 12. I'm on Baylor, plus three. 
Iowa State and Matt Campbell, for some reason, they struggle early in the year. I don't really get what it is. It's not until late in the year when they turn it on, and this is just no different. I mean, they had a weird game against Iowa. I think Iowa was just a better team as well. But then they went to, what, triple overtime with Northern Iowa. I still think Iowa State's still figuring some things out. Brock Purdy's still trying to get used to working with his new weapons after losing Montgomery and Hakeem Butler, was it, to the NFL, the receiver there? Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I like Baylor at home plus three. That's uh, yeah. So Tony, you got any upsets or locks? Yeah. So unfortunately, I I don't have a lock for you guys, but I have another upset. Like I'm now four and two, like we said in the recap show, and that's got me up about ten units on my upset picks. Really, pretty solid finding some value here. I'm gonna go with Chip Kelly and the UCLA Bruins going down to Tucson, and they're gonna knock off Arizona. You can catch that at about plus 235, <clears throat> plus 240. I think they're they're going to get hot here. Arizona can't stop her soul either. They're not that good. I'm taking UCLA, Chip Kelly, book it. Money line upset, the Bruins. Late night. I think it's like 10.30 on Saturday. When you're down a nice chunk of change, a couple of units on these guys here, you're right back in the ball game. Ryan probably won't even watch this one because he doesn't stay up for those games, he says. I'll be tuned in. But, uh, no, I, I'll give out um, my locks are three and two. My upsets are 0-4, down four units, but it only takes one or two with upsets. I mean, upsets are rare. Um, you're looking for some value here. They're uh, not that rare. I, I've hit one four weeks in a row. They're not too rare. Yeah, yeah, but you only need a few to get plus money on it. So Some, uh, some, are, some are square, some are sharp. I don't nah. know what you are. Not, um, somewhere in between, I guess, right now. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to take uh, Oklahoma-Texas Tech over 71 is my lock. Uh, I think Oklahoma um, can just score way too much. Texas Tech has been a high-flying offense um, for years. I haven't really tuned in too much to them this year, but they all letting it fly. Uh, Oklahoma's defense isn't the greatest. Over 71 there. I don't even think that's that big of a number. Um and then my upset, I'll take Boston College at home versus Wake Forest. Wake Forest is 4-0. I think they're overachieving a little bit. I don't think they're bad. They got some good receivers. But um, I see this one as, uh, what's his name, uh, Dillon uh, runs all over him. Um, uh, what's it, A.J. Dillon, I believe. I think he'll have a nice game. Uh, for plus 200, if you're looking for a little upset pick, a little value, B.C. at home plus 200. So this isn't going to be that interesting. I also have UCLA as my upset pick. Oh, nice pick. Yeah. Nice pick, right? Let's see? go. See? Uh, I like UCLA as my upset pick. Chip Kelly, watching him put up 70 points or whatever it was and over 1,000 yards with uh, West Washington State. I'm on board. I'm a Bruin, baby. Let's go. I like upset pick for UCLA. Uh, I also, like I said, it's not going to be interesting. I also had my lock as Oklahoma over 71. So I'm sticking with it, but I'll give you another one. Give me Ohio State minus 17 over Nebraska. Nebraska's not good. They're just not good. I And I'll tell you what else. Um, don't know why I'm blanking on his name there. Justin Fields. He's I don't know how many touchdowns he's going for this year, but it seems like he's just going for four, then five, then six a game. I don't think Nebraska's going to keep up. And I know this is kind of a game everyone circled on their calendars. Why? I mean, a couple weeks into the season, Nebraska, they don't belong. Go back to the Big 12. You guys don't deserve to be here anymore. You're Scott Frost, I'm sorry, you're on the right track, but this was supposed to be a team that was going to win nine or ten games. Ohio State's going to roll them. It's not even going to be close. 
you know, I got a lock. I don't know. It's coming out of left field, not too far out of left field. This is a, a, a blooper over the shortstop here. I'm taking I'm taking Sparty minus 14. I'm fired up again. I don't know. I'm, I'm juiced. Minus 14. It's homecoming. They're at home. Indiana's got some quarterback issues. I read their left tackles out now for a while. I, I think Sparty's going to be fired up. And, you know, next week is a huge showdown with Ohio State. We're going to be 4-1 and one rolling there. Cause a little bit of trouble. Michigan State minus 14. Locked. Oh, that's a, this is going to be a huge look. They're going to look right past this game. There's going to be a game where they're down three late in the fourth, and it's going to be a grinder because they don't have an offense. And their kicker stinks. You guys can say whatever you want, and somehow we put up 31 points last week. I think we put up another 31 this week. I think they no, no, that's enough points that for that's enough points for the rest of the year. <laughs> Come on, Lewerke. Come on, baby. <laughs> In his 17th season at Michigan State. Yeah, that kid, I like I like Brian. He's got to be like thirty-five. And why can't <laughs> why can't they find a better quarterback? You, you <laughs> yeah, Rocky Lombardo. You think in the thirteen years he's been there, like another kid would have come along that could have taken? <laughs> yeah, and then there's Lombardi, who's got like a forty percent career completion percentage. <laughs> Michigan they, State minus recruit? fourteen. Come on, baby. Do they recruit or do the quarterbacks? Yes, they, yes, they, they freaking recruit. No, they, they, don't, they don't recruit. They do. Nobody cares. They don't put up enough points to investigate him. So they said, it's fine. He can stay there as long as he wants. I got to go. <laughs> it, it's locked in. That, that, that's a lock for me. I, I can't wait for a 17 nothing final. Oh, man. Yeah, and you're going to tell Dante's going to talk about <laughs> Baylor. Iowa State's going to stink. <laughs> that game is going to be atrocious. <sighs> you can catch that in the Big Ten Network at 3.30. I don't even think I get the Big Ten Network you gotta, anymore. <laughs> you're paying an extra twenty bucks to watch it. Uh, I will. I will gladly. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go through the effort of ripping it off Reddit illegally. That game is going to be so bad. <sighs> All right, where can they get you guys on social media? Yeah, you can find me at Tony Negrelli on Twitter. At Dano underscore Gator underscore Picks Instagram. I'll be sending them out. Uh, all right, you can get me at RG Palmieri on Twitter. Search Saturday Tailgate. You'll find us on there. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us a review, whatever you feel like saying. Maybe I'll read it on here if it makes me laugh. Thanks for listening.